This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's issues: how to center yourself. But if they're being negative in life, and by negative I mean that everything is a complaint and you're taking on their burdens. It's one thing to be a passive listener and listen to what they're saying and they go away. But even that can affect you. Oh, for sure. So, but being an active listener in that regard and trying to help, getting involved with their problems and trying to solve their problems, we all have enough problems ourselves that right. we're trying to, to, to deal with. Taking on other people's problems is not really our responsibility. Now, a good friend will try to help, but that's a symbiotic relationship where when you're down, your friends are supposed to help you. That's why you put good people in your life because you know they support you when you're down and you support them when they are. You have problems? She has answers. Getting down to the nitty-gritty with people who know what they're talking about. This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com slash Audible. I love the word free. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from. You can get them from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Okay, so I'm sitting down with my computer about to produce this podcast about how to center yourself. And I'm thinking and thinking and thinking, what do I say? How do I connect with listeners? What questions do I ask? God, I have no idea what I'm saying. I better hurry up. I should make these appointments for my daughter. I got to come up with a marketing plan. I'm eating too many nuts. No wonder I'm fat. And on and on and on and on. Hello, not centered. If this ever happens to you, clearly you and I are not centered. That's just like a smidge, an example of what my non-centered feels like. Okay, so what does that mean? That means if we're not centered, we're not connected to our higher self, obviously. Or as some would say, our true selves. We're focused on the outer world and not on the inner. And I've learned the only way to get true clarity on a situation is by centering myself. My guru therapist says that all the time. Oh, center yourself. Half the time, I don't know what she means, but I kind of get it. Whether I'm trying to write something or if I'm upset with one of my kids, uh, when I'm centered, I can go inside and ask myself, what is coming up for me? What's really going on for me? Now, in the writing example I just gave, what was really coming up for me under the outer chaos was a feeling of inadequacy. My not good enough was up. So the question is, how do we center ourselves when we're upset or we're chaotic? Um, you know, or when we didn't get the recognition we wanted at work, for example, or when we're sad that the guy who said he called didn't call or text, or when we're going to snap if we have to tell our kids one more time to load the freaking dishwasher. Our guest today, that's my thats my guru voice, our guest today is Robert Painley. Robert will give us the formula for just that. He's the perfect teacher, I think, for today's topic because he's a psychic and a medium, like all rolled in one, two for one. And what better person to teach us how to center ourselves and somebody who has to go inside all the time to get clarity to do that for a living to help people. Exciting! Time for Lynn's Confessions. Okay, top three things on my mind. I'm wondering if Robert is feeling any bad energy in my home right now. He's sitting right across from me. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, he's a psychic. What does he feel? Number two, uh, I'm also, this is another thing on my mind. Last night I was in bed and I was kind of freaking out because my cat kept meowing at the bottom of my bed and I had Robert on my mind and I was thinking, oh my God, maybe my cat is communicating with a ghost. (laughs) And then I kicked her out. Uh, Number three, the third thing on my mind, I think I'm eating too many fattening nuts. Background check. 
Okay, the background. The background on today's guest is Robert Payne Lee is a psychic and a medium, meaning he's able to see your future and can directly communicate with spirits in the afterlife. Do, 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 two for one. Robert has a vast background as a senior sales professional and a background in education, but it wasn't until about 12 years ago that he decided to solely focus on his gift. And apparently not everybody knows about this gift, so welcome to Robert's real life. And to be successful at being a psychic medium, he has to make sure daily, I would assume, that he that his physical, mental, and spiritual, and emotional well-being are all in a line, all in check, all balanced. So how does he do that, and how can we do that? So welcome, Robert. I'm so excited to have you in front of me. Thanks, Lynn. Nice to be here. So what does it mean to center ourselves? Well, I think you just gave a a great explanation. It's the problem that people have really is trying to figure out exactly what that means to them. Everybody's center is going to be different. So some people like to concentrate on the physical. Some people like to concentrate on the spiritual. That's more my, more my, of, of my aspect and trying to find out how I can help people in the spiritual realm center themselves a little bit more. I can't take care of some of those other aspects for people, but everybody has to try and find out what those, what that center is for them. And once they're able to do that, it's, it's a lot of common sense, quite frankly. It's everybody knows uh, what to do or how to do this. They know what's right for them, but most people don't take their own advice or take advice from somebody else on how to do it. For example, if you have a donut sitting in front of you and you have an apple sitting in front of you, you know which one's healthier, which one do you choose? Uh, so most people know what's right for them or what they should do, but they don't sometimes eat that apple. They eat the donut. Why? Well, donuts are great. I mean, they why? are great. I'm you not saying anything. Robert, and, super and I eat donuts occasionally as well. Not really. <laughs> uh, no, why, why would you even say that? You're like Mr. Buff. Okay. So, but why? Why do we choose? Why do we choose not to center ourselves? I don't think it's so much choosing not to center ourselves, but I think people want to make sure they go to what's comfortable. Mm. And sometimes doing what's not comfortable, it's what's best for your journey. Doing this this morning, I'm not out as a psychic, for example. I'm not out as a medium. People don't know that. I, I do what I do behind the scenes. But I'm doing this today. It makes me uncomfortable maybe to do what I'm doing, but it's the best thing for my spiritual growth to be able to do this and have this experience. So I chose to do this. Even though it makes, makes myself a little uncomfortable, I make sure that I force myself into it. Some people don't like to travel to go by you know by plane, for example. They're fearful. Some people, and that limits them, unfortunately, uh, for what they're able to do. And that limits their spiritual growth, their intellectual growth, and what they're supposed to be doing with their soul's journey. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Now, before we get into the how-tos, but let's sure. talk about that. So um, so somebody, let's say, is afraid to fly or is afraid to public speak or is afraid to, you know, put themselves out there and go after a guy, for example, sure. or a job. You're saying, I mean, you acknowledge your fear, and then what do you do with that? It just depends on the person. You know, you have to find that comfort level for yourself. For example, trying to find the guy. Uh, what are you doing to do that? It, you know, uh, I think a lot of people just wait to have life happen to them instead of taking control of life and trying to fix that in some way. And a lot of times people look at the big picture too much and don't take those small steps. Sometimes, you know, is it something about you that, you know, uh, that you're not comfortable with? So unless you're comfortable, usually finding a mate, finding 
finding a partner happens when you're not looking. It's when you're relaxed, when you're happy, and how you know when you're all when you're doing something that tries to make you find somebody or, or you're putting what you perceive as your best foot forward. It may not be. Be yourself. Be natural. Uh, you know, take uh, take heart in the fact that you know you're a good person and that you will eventually find somebody. Now you need to put yourself in a place to have that happen. It's hard to find a partner when you sit at home all day and, and watch TV. They're not coming to you, knocking on your door, trying to find that. You need to be able to put yourself out there somehow. And that's what people find uncomfortable. I want a relationship. I want this. I want some other thing. But you're not willing to go out and do those small steps to get there. And it doesn't have to be grandiose. Mm -hmm. It can be something just, you know, if you're you know, involved in a religious organization, do a church function. Mm -hmm. Meet people who are similar, have similar interests with you. Again, get a little uncomfortable. It's a little uncomfortable, uncomfortable for you maybe to go out and do that, but it's also what you need to do. It's part of your journey to be able to get there. Not everything is going to happen to you. And I think that's part of uh, a greater uh, societal problem in a way where we get comfortable watching TV or we get comfortable using our social media. Mm -hmm. Instead of engaging in life, engaging with other people, we take the opportunity just to close ourselves off a little bit more. So the more open we are, the better off we're going to be spiritually on our journey. How do we know for those listening that we are not centered? Because I, I think that's, I mean, awareness is the first step. So if sure. you're listening, you're going, oh, that's interesting. Okay, those poor people aren't centered. I am. So how do we know when we're out of balance and not centered to begin with? I think there's some pretty key indicators. One, do you feel happy? Again, mm. I think one of the issues that we have, again, in society is that we, we perceive that we're supposed to be happy all the time. And we're not. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to have emotions. Not to get mired down in them, but it's okay to have the emotions and experience those emotions. One of the things that, as a case in point, is when you're going to a concert and everybody's watching the concert and you spent, you know, $150 to go sit there in a, you know, in the back row of a concert someplace and everybody's there with a cell phone looking, you know, recording the concert while you're theoretically trying to enjoy the moment. I've done that. Enjoy the moment. Yeah. You know, that's where I think, mm. you know, you're, you're a little out of sync if you're not enjoying, you know, you spent good money to watch this concert and you're spending your entire time with a phone up in the air getting, you know, <laughs> having your muscles, getting cramps in your muscles by the end of the concert because you've been holding the phone still. Be present. Um, back in my generation when you would have video cameras and people would go to a, a school event and there would be somebody, a videographer, taking a video of the event and you sat there and you still video, you know, videotaped that event yourself. You weren't present while you were watching it. You may have thought that you were, but you're worried about the focus. You're worried about other things. You're not truly present in the moment. But we're, we're recording. I, I have asked myself that too at a concert. <laughs> I'm like, why am I just sure. – you're recording it. It's a little twisted, but we're, we're taking pictures and recording so we can remember the moment, but yet I hear what you're saying. Correct. You're not truly living that moment. Right. Uh, not everything needs to be posted on social media. Social media has its function, but not everything you do. I don't need to see every day that you had, you know, what you had for dinner mm -hmm. or, 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 you know. Or how great I am. Absolutely. You know, right. that's a given. So Quote. we don't need to see no, that I'm in not. pictures every day. We know. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, you know, just back to the question, you know that you're... You, a way you can tell that you're out of that you're not centered and out of balance right. is to ask yourself, "Am I truly happy?" Is that what you're saying? It, and again, true happiness is different for everyone. Right. You know, there are some people who are very quiet; they're introverts, and they're happy. You know, sitting with a book in a, in a darkened room with a little light next to them that makes them happy. That's okay. They're centered. 
That's not my mm-hmm. genre. I'm happier being out with people doing something that I enjoy doing. Uh, if I were out kayaking or something, that's where I get in touch and get reconnected and center myself. So, you know, I always hearken back to the movie City Slickers. Uh, and you see, you know, I, the secret to life is one thing. Well, what's that one thing? That one thing is for you to figure out. Mm-hmm. That's because it is different for everybody. And, you know, you trying to be happy, watching sitcoms every day and having every other line be a laugh track. Uh, is not the way that we're supposed to be living our lives. Not everything in our life is supposed to be funny or happy all the time. We're going to have life is hard. And if we get to this age, you know, over 50, and you've had experiences. You've Speak had, for yourself, Robert. Okay, I'm, yes. just, I'm looking at me in a mirror here. <laughs> when, I, when I get to this age, I've had a lot of experiences. Some of them have been very unpleasant. We've mm-hmm. had deaths in the family, mm-hmm. loss of job, loss of uh, pets, you know, uh, moving, all these things that cause a lot of stress in people's lives. And I think if uh, you need to acknowledge those and that you're not going to be happy all the time, but knowing when those things are happening to you that's how you know you are happy i am a i'm a pretty centered person i will never know for myself true extreme explicit happiness that's just not my genre because i will never let myself experience true ultimate despair extremes extremes i'm not an extreme individual mm-hmm. i don't go up and down through this i keep a more level level playing field for myself that's my comfort zone other people, I, I, I'm amazed at some people that I meet who they're so joyous and so happy and they're, they live with these extreme emotions that I can't even fathom having. Um, and I think when, I, when they're joyous, they are the most joyous people I've ever met. But then I've also seen them when they've lost a relationship or something like that mm-hmm. and they're in the depths of the despair that I too hopefully will never know because I don't let myself get out of that even keel. That is my comfort zone. So centering myself is a little bit different for somebody else centering themselves who is uh, a bit more melancholy in their just normal demeanor or or somebody else who is much more exuberant than I am. (laughs) Okay, so now that you explained um, how we can find out if we're out of balance or not centered, asking yourself, am I happy? What? um, Let's go back to the basics. Why is it beneficial even? Why do we want to center ourselves? Well, again, if we're, if we're looking to have some happiness in life, you can't find happiness without having some type of center. There, you know, you have to have some type of physical well-being or that's not going to make you happy. You don't find most people who have a disease or something being happy people. But people who manage their illness well can be happy. So again, it's it's the outlook that you take through illness, through physical illness, or not being well physically. Same thing emotionally or spiritually. Um, so these are areas that you have to look at each one of those areas separately. And some can be larger than others. That's you know, If you look at different pieces of the pie, you can have a larger piece of the pie. For me personally, spiritually, I have to be more centered to do what I do. Mm-hmm. I have to be connected. I have to make sure that... For me, the physical portion is important because I get I channel a lot of energy out of myself that way, that nervous energy and things that I feel. So I work out, I go to the gym to make sure that I get rid of some of that nervous energy. If I don't do that, I can feel myself really uh, be overwhelmed with the emotional side of what I do and the spiritual side of what I do. Uh, the emotional side, I, com- I tend to compartmentalize for myself how I perceive things and do things because what I do... I run into people who have all types of issues. So they may have lost a loved one very recently and they're seem extremely emotional about that fact. And they want me to hopefully connect with someone on the other side. 
and that doesn't happen all the time. So I, I try to beat myself up a little bit because I want so badly to uh, to help them, but I don't want to give them something I'm not receiving. And I don't want them to feel bad that I'm not getting a message for them, but I also want to make sure that uh, I try to provide some type of peace and comfort with whatever message I'm getting. It may be from their mother instead of the son that they may have lost or, or something of that nature. So sometimes just trying to find that little peace for them is helpful. Well, but for those of us who aren't psychic or medium, sure. how um, is it? Isn't it also beneficial in centering ourselves? So you said to se- the benefit of centering, centering yourself is finding peace and being more even right. when times are quote challenging. Right. But aren't, aren't there other advantages as well? Like, for example, being creative or making a decision or absolutely uh, calming all, yourself down sorry all, all of those things actually help and again it just depends on that individual mm-hmm. making a decision is critical I, I wrote down some things while, uh-huh. I was sitting, yeah. while I was sitting last night just to make sure that when we when we spoke today you know there are some things that you really need to do that I find very helpful one okay. is just being honest with yourself is the first key if you're not honest with yourself with what you like what you want what you need for yourself you cannot, it would be impossible to be centered. You have to be honest with yourself and to try to figure out exactly what things are going to make you happy. A lot of people change who they are or try to change who they are for a relationship or for a job or or, or for whatever reason they, they try to change themselves. That never works. You really need to be true to who you are. And sometimes when you're in a relationship, being who you are is the best thing for the other person as well. You know, you coming off and being or perceived or being perceived in a different way than you actually are, that will eventually come through. And if the other person doesn't know who you are, then they feel that you have changed. Mm-hmm. When you really haven't, you just became true to yourself. Right. So it's it's making sure that you really look at being honest with yourself and then being honest with the, the person that you're with or your friends or your family. I think that's really important to make sure that that's the big stepping stone to make sure that you are centered. Well, you can't be centered if you're being fake. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So So coming out as a psychic today is is a big step for me. Yeah. You're out of your comfort (laughs) zone. Out of my comfort zone. You're growing spiritually. So, okay. So first, ask yourself, am I happy? I'm just repeating this because people are driving and walking and running, and I also have to put it in my brain, too. So ask yourself first, to get centered, am I happy? Number two, what will really make me happy? What would be the third step Um, on how to center yourself? Okay. I think there's a variety, a variety more. One is again, surrounding yourself with some very positive people. I think far too often, many of us know people in our lives and keep people in our lives because we're trying to help or save or do something to these individuals. Or it's uh, just um, what we're used to. Absolutely. Well, we've been friends for 10 years. Correct. But if they're not positive, you can do, mm-hmm. you can take a couple steps at that point. Point that out to them because then you're being true to yourself and you're being true to them and there's nothing wrong with that. But if they're being negative in life, and by negative I mean that everything is a complaint and you're taking on their burdens. It's one thing to be a passive listener and listen to what they're saying and they go away. But even that can affect you. Oh, for sure. So, But being an active listener in that regard and trying to help, getting involved with their problems and trying to solve their problems, we all have enough problems ourselves that right. we're trying to, to, to deal with. Taking on other people's problems is not really our responsibility. Now, a good friend will try to help, but that's a symbiotic relationship where when you're down, your friends are supposed to help you. That's why you put good people in your life because you know they support you when you're down and you support them when they are. 
but hopefully they're not down all the time because then it just becomes a drain on you completely. For and sure. you really want to try and get out of that pattern of having people in your life who can who constantly drain you because that's not going to lead to an emotionally good place for you, which is going to take you out of your center. So surround yourself with positive people, delete draining people. Mm-hmm. What else? Stand up for what you believe in. Far too many people uh, don't stand up for what they believe in. They let things happen to them rather than really saying what's on their mind. Now, I'm not saying that you need to be obnoxious or be rude or condescending about other people's ideas, but standing up for what you believe to be your true self, uh, standing up for yourself. In, in business, uh, in what you believe, I think is really key. Uh, but that takes confidence. And where does that confidence come from? Again, confidence comes from being centered and knowing who you are and being honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. So all of these things are tied so much together. Uh, but I really think that that is a key to helping maintain some type of uh, of clarity and, and making sure that part of you is being centered more appropriately. How do you know, before we get to the next sure. step, who you really are? Well, I think... I think, again, just that standing out in third person and looking at your life as it were somebody else. If I were this person that I'm looking at in the mirror, how would I judge that person? How would I perceive them to be? Um, how would I, would this be a friend of mine? If I were looking to make a friend, is this, are the core values, are the principles that this person has, uh, how this person acts and conducts themselves? Um, that's all key. And it's hard sometimes to look at yourself in third person because we all have our own prejudice and we think sometimes that uh, we have these talents that we may not have. Uh, a good example or, or is, that we don't have any talent. I, I was just going to say that when you see people on, you know, uh, I'll go back to, uh, you know, you see a, a competition show where somebody is out there singing and they're terrible uh, and or, you know, not as good as other people in our mm-hmm. in our ears perception. Uh, but they've been told all their life, you have a great voice, you have a great voice, you have a great voice. They get on a competition show, they're, you know, they've last 20 seconds, and then the reality hits them that, wow, maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was because people have told them all their life that they were a certain way and they haven't looked at themselves through that a little bit of a reality uh, check. So I think looking at yourself that way and really looking at what your talents are, everybody has talents. I- disagree i have actually never disagreed with one of my guests but i uh, i would just uh, but i hear what you're saying sure. but i think that there is a big advantage and correct me if you think i'm wrong um <laughs> although i don't know what wrong is anymore i think there's an advantage in believing whatever you believe you become so i don't know i don't know what i'm saying well, like it's good to you know believe because i remember there was this woman i knew years ago who in my judgment was okay looking but her father told her all growing up that she was the most beautiful woman in the world mm-hmm. and she always had these great relationships with really attractive men and i wasn't the only one who thought this actually it was some a therapist also thought this too we and we're like oh my god isn't that amazing and she continued to attract what she thought she deserved but yet i don't know maybe we're talking about two different things no i, I and i think that's valid I, and I, but again was it the confidence that these that these people were attracted to what was the quality because it's not always physical uh, I hear uh, so you. so what is the what are the other qualities that were involved so true and and so if we're not looking at the package we're looking at one aspect of it but if, if you look at this at the, from the standpoint of I know with my eyesight my height uh, and things of that nature I would never be an astronaut can't happen wouldn't be possible I have to look at myself reality through a, a realistic lens and say that's not going to happen I hear what you're so from a realistic standpoint there are things in life that 
you know, uh, just I will never be a mother. I'm a man. That's never going to happen for me. Um, but, I you know, so, so you have to look at the, yeah, the, the yeah, limitations yeah. that we do have. And I went to an extreme there, but you know, from a, from an example of you know, I will never play in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Not a dream of mine, but had it been a dream with my size and my my basketball skills, which are minimal at best, that's not something I could do. Now, through practice, through other things, can I improve those skills? Yes, but would I have ever, because of certain limitations that I have, be able to be a pro basketball player, highly doubtful. Doesn't mean that I can give up the dream, but the dream would have to be realistic. Can I coach? Can mm, I do other things mm. in that realm that would be helpful? But having that dream, I think, is sometimes detrimental to people because they think that they're going to go out and be able to do something that if they're limited in some way they can't do, or if they don't have the skill set necessary to be successful in that genre that that they can't. It doesn't mean that those one-ups don't happen. They do, but the chances of that happening are much less, and being real, realistic about that is So helpful. know who you are, um, being realistic about what you are. I find it might help, too. I just did a bunch of IM statements on note cards, because mm-hmm. um, I think the majority of people, at least that I, in my experience in life, is... The majority of people don't think much of themselves deep down. Correct. So like I am statements, what do you think of this? Like I am like finding out who you are through I am passionate, I am uh, kind, I am whatever whatever qualities you think you offer. Is that a way to find out who Absolutely. you are? Absolutely. I don't do that. Okay. Uh, um, but some people find it helpful. There are a lot of things that many people do that they find helpful that I don't do. Mm-hmm. Some people find a lot of, of comfort in religion, in organized religion in some way, whether it's, you know, you're Christian, Muslim, Jewish, whatever mm-hmm. it happens to be, they find a lot of comfort there. I don't find it there. I'm spiritual. I've taken many religions and kind of incorporated rated it into one for myself on how my belief system works for what I do. Um, so I don't poo-poo anybody's idea about what makes them centered. It's just trying to find that area for them that works for them. So doing statements like that, if that helps you, if you find that beneficial, do it by all means because it helps center you. To help find out who you really are. Um, I think to find out who you really are, making statements that are that are within that realm, absolutely. So, uh, you know, uh, I am, if I were to say, I'm 20 years old, I look in the mirror, I'm not. Uh, I'm, you know, I may feel 20 at some times, but other times I feel my age so when I, I get feel, up in the morning. So I feel young. <laughs> you know, so I feel young. Right, so, right. you know, do, depending on what it is, make it realistic. Or, you know, I feel energetic rather right, than young because right. people associate young right. with energetic. But but find out what it is that you're really trying to right. get out of it. You know, when I get to, well, I'm in my 50s now, so when I get to that point and I say, I feel energetic, I do. Or I feel motivated or, or whatever that is. But, you know, feeling young, I will never feel the way that I did at 20. <laughs> I, I've got that. But I can feel energetic. I can have those other aspects of being young that I can try and incorporate in my life as a as a plus fifty year old gentleman. You don't look <laughs> forty five. Thank you. So okay, number one steps to. I'm um, just going to go over this. We're still on our way. Steps to being centered. Ask yourself, am I happy? Number two, ask yourself what will make me happy. Honestly, number three, uh, surround yourself with positive people. Number four, stand up for what you believe in. Mm-hmm. And you can do that by knowing who you are. What would be another step? Uh, just uh, being honest with others. You, and we've talked about being honest with yourself. Then you need to be honest with others as well. Uh, making sure, again, don't have to be condescending, don't have to be mean, but be honest. Let them know where they fit in your life. Uh, some people... How do you do that? 
just being, again, being honest, being upfront. And if you're true to yourself and true to somebody else, I find it, I'm a very upfront type person. I, I have that ability to say what I feel at times and, and talk to people about what I really uh, think about them. Now you can white lie. I mean, would say something uh, that would be nasty or something to somebody else. But there's a lot of people who come into your life that automatically feel that they're your best friend. But, Give me an example. Okay. Uh, I, I've had people doing what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, I will go meet somebody, go to their home, and uh, have a conversation with them. And because I've been able to challenge, because what I do is very personal. So sometimes right. I get messages from a loved one, and sometimes family issues or family problems have come up in the past. And I don't make judgments about other people's lives or what they're trying to say or what they're trying to convey because these messages are important to them. But they feel a connection there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, then they start to feel that they can call me at 10 o'clock or, you know, or text me constantly because they feel a, a connection there. But I need to have some distance in that relationship. So how do you tell them, stop texting me, we're not friends? <laughs> it's 10 o'clock at night, people, my services are over. Just that, just that. No, I doubt that, Robert. What do you really say? What are, What I say is... Thank you very much. It, okay. it's, it's, it's been a pleasure working with you. Uh, if you need to make an appointment, please, you know, uh. you know, please let me know how I can help you. Um, I don't like to go. What I do is very specific. So when I go, my specialty is actually going to people's homes, finding out what type of energy is in the home right. and how to deal with that energy. Uh, sometimes it's just negative energy, positive energy, residual energy, uh, male, female could be uh, a spirit that lives there or that's hanging out there. It could be one that's coming over to visit to give a message. So there's all kinds of genres that I will feel when I go into a space. Uh, but once I do that, unless this is something that happens again, or it's recurring, I want to help. T- I usually want to help my clients deal with whatever that situation is. But typically when I go there, if there's some a spirit that needs to cross over and they've been crossed over, there's no reason for me to go back to that home. Typically. It's like a it's like a cleaning lady or some cleaning service. You go, you clean, you're done. Okay, Correct. we don't need to keep texting. It, it, it may get dirty so, again. There could right. be, uh, life happens and things happen later on, but it's not typically you know the day after I'm at right. the house or you know two weeks later uh, something else may happen. But I think you know okay, not every, uh, everybody's <laughs> listening does what you do, but right. it, you're saying be honest with others, which is very chal- at least from my experience very can be very very challenging. Like. Um, you know, telling, you know, saying no to a birthday party and you feel so guilty. You do feel guilty, but it's, it's actually better to be honest. You're, you're beating yourself up for something that you really don't want to do. And again, sometimes it's an obligation and you yeah. need to go. Right. Um, and you just have to try and fit that in your life. I'm not saying that you have to say no to everything or be absolutely honest all the time with people. Like, girl, you are not a size two. You don't need to say that. <laughs> you don't need to say that, but you can say, you know, maybe the style will fit you better. Maybe uh-huh. you'd look better in this and point them in a different direction. Um, you don't have to be brutal with people, um, but you can find subtle ways to point people in the right direction. And again, if they were being honest with themselves, they would know that they're not a size two, perhaps, uh, and, and they should know that. But again, 
if, as a friend, you're trying to help people. And how do you help them? You don't usually do that by cutting them down. You do that by building them up. Right. And, and not and, fix people. Exactly. Not, you don't have to fix them, but you can point them in, in a general direction and help, hopefully they'll move that way. And if they don't, you can continue to nudge. Uh, but you don't have to sit there and go buy their clothes for them in the size in a particular style that makes Although them I do not believe in unsolicited. I mean, if you're truly a friend, if I didn't ask you, I don't want you to tell me that this doesn't match. Again, but if you're honest with your friends, you can tell them just that. Right. It, I don't like this. Right. I hear and what you're and if you're saying, I don't like this, and they do it anyway, then you have a, an area of discussion that you should tell them because if you don't tell them, now both of you have a problem. And you're yeah, not being it, it, correct. And now, and now you're not centered because now the friendship's off. Mm. You know, you're, you're, it's not, it's not, it's not weighed properly now. To really have a true friend, they need to respect your boundaries. You need to respect theirs. But if you're not honest with them and tell them what your boundaries are, you're never going to have a solid foundation for a friendship because you really, uh, y- your expectations of that friendship are going to be different than what you really want. So, again, it doesn't have to, you don't have to sit down and make a contract about it, but just sitting down when you're becoming friends, when you're starting to establish that relationship, these are things, hey, Robert, <laughs> if it were with you, Robert, please don't call me at 10 o'clock at night. You know, I'm in bed. I have to get up and right. work early in the morning. Great. I will never do that again. But if you didn't tell me that and you answered the phone the first time and you were pleasant and happy and everything else, mm-hmm. I may continue to call you at 10 o'clock right. because that's what I'm afraid. And talk trash about you after <laughs> yeah. I hung exactly. up. Yeah. So Absolutely. be your authentic self. Try to be as close as you can without without uh, tearing down any other uh, any other person. You don't need to do that. And uh, quite frankly, that's best to, to, for me, bad karmically to do. You know, you just don't want to tear other people down. It's always better to bring, bring people up if you yeah. can. You know, that's. I, I always try to go back to iMessages. You know, we're not here to fix the world. We're here to heal ourselves. Right. Is there another step I'm missing? Because uh, the last one was be honest with others. I, I there are. I think there's a few others, okay. and, and a lot of them are. are, are you know. Uh, uh, finding some core principles and values and, and not everything that you think needs to be said. Um, that's a big problem that we have today. Uh, but I think at the end, uh, at the end of the day, uh, have a little bit of sense of humor. Life is hard and have a sense of humor about what's going on. You don't need to take yourself as seriously as most people take themselves uh, and give yourself a break. Uh, it's learning to, if you're honest with yourself, you can, you're going to have mistakes. And as long as you're learning from those mistakes, you may even repeat those mistakes, but you can still learn from them. It's uh, life stops happening and you stop your quest for, uh, for growth, both spiritually, emotionally, physically, if you stop moving forward. And so don't let a mistake hinder you from moving forward. A lot of people will have a mistake or, or for example, they lose a job or they fail in a relationship or something happens and they stop. They stop moving forward. Uh, or they have a law, uh, they lose a loved one. This is a big one that I run into a lot. Mm-hmm. They lose a loved one and now they've lost the will to live. They've mm-hmm. lost the will to move forward in their life in some capacity because with this loss has affected them so profoundly. But the people who are gone would want you to want you to continue to have your life and get all of those experiences out of life that you're meant to have uh, on this on this plane. So uh, those experiences are important to you. They're important for your soul's development. And I'll give a personal story here. Uh, I look at my dad, and my dad and my mom were together for 52 or 53 years of marriage. Uh, and when my mom passed, unexpected, well, it was expected because she had cancer, uh, but uh, the loss was profound. And my dad had and has a difficult time, but my dad took some time getting out of that. And through uh, my dad still has a role uh, as 
the patriarch of the family to be there for weddings and funerals and be the grandfather because he's the only one left on that side of the family that is a grandparent now to lead by example in that way. He has that role and, you know, he through that grief, well, even though it was very profound, he still managed to move forward and find that role. So he kept himself. He kept part himself. Of himself. And again, that was it's devastating when you mm-hmm. when you're with somebody I for a short period of time or a long period of time. Yeah. You're with that person. You expect to be with that person for yeah. a long time. And but when you you need to continue to move forward, my mom would want my dad to continue to move forward. My mom would want to make sure that my dad continued to enjoy his grandchildren, enjoy the things that he enjoys. They'll just, they'll see each other soon enough. But the the fact is that. He continues to have his soul's journey. My mom will be there with him in all those milestones, with all those things. She's still there. Uh, it's just a matter of not there in the way that she was before, uh, but it's just a matter of taking a different perspective through loss and finding out how to move forward. So loss of family, loss of friends, loss of uh, a job, any of those losses are profound and affect us in a very profound and personal way. But it's not letting them defeat us. It's mm-hmm. always trying to figure out how do I move forward? What's the next step for me? And sometimes it's looking at that in a way of finding, again, a chapter two or a chapter three in my case, you know, accepting this gift more fully, accepting what I'm supposed to be doing now in, in at this stage of my life and just embracing it and moving forward. Uh, and how do I best do that? That was a that was a good overall um, centering formula. So I'm just going to repeat it. Uh, this is like an umbrella to center yourself as a whole. Robert just says, I'll just repeat it. Ask yourself, number one, am I happy? Number two, ask yourself, what will truly make me happy? Number three, surround yourself with positive people. Delete those draining ones. Number four, stand up for what you believe. Um, which kind of goes back to knowing who you are, which is number five, know who you are. Number six, be honest with others. Okay. If you can't go to the party, just be honest, but be nice. Number seven, find some core values, which goes back to knowing yourself. What do you believe in? And number eight, have a sense of humor. This isn't the end of the world that is coming, but it's not now. But (laughs) how do you center yourself, Robert, like daily, for example, in the example I was giving, you know, feeling chaotic in my head, not being able to write or like, you know, we, we're driving, we're crazy, or we're into doing, doing, doing. How do we center ourselves on a daily basis? I think there are some things that make you feel good automatically. One, a random act of kindness. Do something that you would, again, you're in traffic. Let somebody in. That feeling that you get just for being nice to one person, they wave, it sets you up for a better day. There's little things that you can do in your day like that that just help you center yourself. When you're happier, when you do something nice uh, for somebody else, it makes a, it has a ripple effect, and it just makes you feel better. So do little things that make you feel better, and it will take you out of that day-to-day uh, grind. So it's something that maybe not in your, you know, I'm not a person who typically, I drive fast, I, I, I don't maybe let people in sometimes when they're merging I into traffic, uh, but because I'm trying to get someplace and I'm focused mm-hmm. on what I'm doing mm-hmm. and, and I'm not focused on the concerns of others, but focus uh, focus on the concerns of others sometimes. That's a great way to help center yourself on a day 
daily basis. And it can be just something that simple. Um, and the other one I was thinking, you know, cherish, don't cherish your things, cherish people. And that's part of it. If you just kind of look at that aspect of things, you know, don't look at what you have or, or what you don't have. That's one of the biggest uh, mistakes that we make. I don't have, I don't have, I don't have. And that's, you know, marketing 101, making sure people feel inadequate with what they have, uh, that they need something better, that they need something else. You know, be content with what you have. Understand that what you have is valuable. If you have a healthy family and a home and some place to go and you have your health and you have all these other things, um, that's a pretty full life. Appreciate it for what you have. So I do this sometimes when I'm miserable or I'm, I'm in the poor me stage and, you know, it's legitimate. Maybe I'm going through something. Um, I will force myself to ask somebody how they're doing and really mean it and listen to get out of my own misery. Um, I guess it's the same. Is that what you're talking about? Like get outside of yourself? It's getting outside of yourself a little bit. So, you know, we're talking about centering yourself, which is doing all those inner things that are going to make you feel better. But those outer things also have that influence on it. And so trying to find that balance between the inner and the outer here is that centering yourself, the outer being that happiness that everybody's trying to attain or trying to find. But if you do the core, the core uh, things for yourself, those inner things and trying to find and make sure that you're centered. But again, It's all interconnected. It's all interrelated. And uh, when you have differences uh, or challenges in your life, sometimes it's better instead of trying to focus on the outer, focus on the inner and the outer will come. For sure. So like if somebody's sitting down trying to um, pay their bills and uh, there's a deficit and they're like pulling their hair out, oh my God, what am I going to do? This this is so heavy, this heavy feeling. You're you're obviously not centered. What you, What is your suggestion there? Uh, being proactive. Uh, that's a lot of things that I have found uh, in a, ver- a variety of industries. Uh, people are very understanding when you talk to them. I think one of the challenges that we face is a lot of people uh, get uncentered, if you will, when they put their head in the ground. They stick their head in the sand and they think things are going to correct themselves around them. But that's where you really need to take the bull by the horns and say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to call that credit card company. Hey, I'm letting you know I'm short this month, but here's what we're going to do. Is there a plan? If somebody knows what's happening and the notes are in the system, it takes away. You've been proactive. You've done Mm -hmm. something. And that takes the burden off of you. Even though you may not be able to make that full payment, they know they being whoever is out there, know that you're trying to make an, a difference, that you're trying, that you're not ignoring it, that you know that you have this obligation. When you do those types of things, those small things will also take the burden off of you. You know that you, that you have time. That there, and, and most times I've never, I've never ever really seen a situation where it's been horrendous. Now, if you've ignored something for a year and a collection agency is knocking on your door, they're a little less help, you know, right, helpful maybe in that regard. But take things, take things as they come. Don't let things get out of control for yourself. That's where people really start to feel uncentered is when they're out of control. Mm. Get, you know, make sure that you have, a, we don't have control over our lives. We don't. We like to pretend that we do. But, you know, if you have children, you don't know what they're going to do. They, they go to school today. They could get into some type of trouble. They could get sick. You don't have control over that. You don't know. You don't have control over maybe what your boss is is going to say today. So there are things that you think you have control over that you really don't. Uh, but when they happen, 
try to focus on what that is and make sense of it at that moment and try to deal with it at that moment. Don't keep pushing things off. Don't get a stack of bills and try to go through 14 bills at a time. If a bill comes in, look at it. Is this something that needs to be taken care of right away? Fine. If it doesn't, you can put it in a pile, but don't let it sit there for three months. Which is there taking is, responsibility for your life, course. your actions, your thoughts, Absolutely. everything. So let's go to uh, a quickie uh, a, a job example. How do you center yourself for those who maybe get ticked off at work, who feel, God, I'm not recognized, there's my boss again, he's giving accolades to this other guy, and here I did all the work. And, you know, you're, you know, when you're angry or upset or feeling defensive, you're not centered. Correct. And as a manager for many, many moons, I think one of the things is again, I'm not, I don't have an employee usually who comes to me and explains the situation. You know, they may see or perceive that, that somebody is getting, is having favoritism or getting a special privilege or, but they may not know what that other person is actually doing. I, as a boss, may have asked that person Uh to do something or, you know, in, in, particularly in, in an instance where I have to give corrective action, for example, and I've had to, people on the floor, I can't as a manager go and talk to people about what that corrective action was. They have to have faith that I'm going to do what's necessary for that person. I'm not going to go out on the floor and say, this person's on a final written warning. If they do this again, I'm going to have to fire them. I can't say that uh, for a variety of reasons on the floor, but they just have to have confidence in me as a manager that I'm doing that. Or trust in life that everything is working out for you as it should. Correct. But that doesn't mean you need to be a doormat either. If you have a situation or you feel that way, again, this is being honest with yourself and being honest with others. Uh Going back over to that boss and saying... you know, standing up for yourself. Exactly. Stand up for yourself. And again, you don't have to be nasty, but you mm-hmm. can say, hey, boss, um, this is how I feel. And this is why I feel this way. Am I off base? Is there something I, sh- I should be doing differently? How do you perceive me in the situation? How can I do this better? Am I missing something? And Or I don't feel that you're recognizing me because of this. And a lot of times we as humans don't tout the benefits of what we do. We're unsure of our talents. Mm-hmm. We're unsure mm-hmm. of our abilities. We're unsure. And we don't like to... Some people feel that you're being... Uh, that you're bragging. Right. If you're If you're doing something... But as they say, you know, it's not bragging if it's true. So I have no problem with someone coming to me saying, Robert, this is what I have done. Can I be recognized or should I be recognized for this? Or why Why did you miss that? I'm, I'm a human too. Sometimes I don't recognize when people, and it's great to have it pointed out to me so I can make make the corrective steps that I need to do. So. Anything else? No, I think uh, I think we covered it pretty well. Okay, so just I'm going to go over this again. Class, <laughs> class, pay attention. There's a test at the end of the session. Okay, so steps. There's eight steps, according to Robert, on how we can center ourselves. And I'll go over them again for you. Uh, number one, ask yourself, am I happy? Number two, ask yourself, what will really make me happy? Number three, surround yourself with positive people. Number four, stand up for what you believe in. Good example you just gave. Number five, know who you are. Number six, be honest with others. Nicely. Uh, number seven, find core values for yourself. And number eight, have a sense of humor. Laugh. <laughs> okay, so in a nutshell, Robert, in one sentence, what is your best advice for life on how to center ourselves? Do unto others. Oh, that's deep. <laughs> I, I was, because basically all of this would, would lead to that point, actually. Before we let you go, and actually we're not going to let you go yet. We're going to do uh, Lynn's Fab Five where I get to ask you five random questions, Robert. Now, you're psychic. Do you know what I'm going to say? You're going to ask me five random questions. (laughs) Number one, can you see your own future? 
No. Oh, bits and pieces, but but I, uh, if you want an explanation for uh-huh. that, uh, is I'm not supposed to. People oh. that I'm very close to and and for myself, if I knew what that was going to be, I might alter things that I do today, and I wouldn't go through those experiences that I'm supposed to go through. So even the crappy ones, even the crappy ones. That's part of my life lesson, part of my journey. Do you ever get scared talking with a spirit? Uh, I don't get scared talking to them. I get scared more seeing them because, uh, Ooh, wow. so, so, uh, talking to them when they pop in and I start, uh, when I hear, you know, it sounds weird. Like when I hear voices, I don't want to sound like, like I'm schizophrenic or something, but, uh, yeah. when I hear spirit, I know that they're trying to get my attention. I'll start to sense them first and then I'll hear them and I'll, I'll get what they're telling me. Uh, but sometimes I, I'll be someplace, even in my own home where you know, I'm brushing my teeth or something and I'll see, the, the the back end of a the heel of a of a woman walking down the hallway and, and have to fig, you know have to go out in the the living room and find out maybe who's visiting and what they want and try and help them that's what I'm here for so that 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 part of it makes me a little nervous sometimes I can understand that I'd be hiding in. under the bed see a woman's <laughs> heel do you like scary movies no <laughs> <laughs> number four what's your biggest what's your ego's biggest challenge I think. Uh, that's a really great question. I think if I have too big of an ego with what I do, my gift is not as good. And I think uh, there is there needs to be uh, humility and modesty and uh, being thankful for the gift that I have and sharing that gift with others keeps the gift more pure for me. So what's your ego's biggest challenge? Uh, having the modesty and that humility, I think, uh. is is a challenge that I actually pray for to make sure that uh, you know what I do stays keeps me centered. Because I think if if I said, oh, I, I'm able to do this so well, and this is mm. what I do, that takes me out I'm of so fabulous. Out, you know, it takes me out of out of what I'm supposed to be uh. doing. And the gift is to help others, not for myself. Uh. This is a gift about helping other people, not about helping myself. What's your favorite indulgence? <laughs> no, not the donuts. Uh, the biggest indulgence I have are actually massages. I'm, mm. I'm, I, I love uh, I love a good long massage, and that also helps bring me. That helps centers me you know, because I, I work with energy all day, and to have that relaxation of putting my my mind, body, and spirit back together and letting myself go through that way, I think is is a really good indulgence for me. Do you know I got a massage last week? That's nothing to do with this podcast. I got I got bruises. Is that terrible? I am never going back there. This is where you need to be honest and say, you're pushing too hard. Yeah, and I didn't say anything. (laughs) Anyway, that's another story. Robert, thank you so much. You're welcome. My pleasure. If you want to get in contact with Robert, you can reach him at R-A-Painley, P-A-I-N-L-E-Y, R-A-Painley at gmail.com, or you can call his cell, but don't call after 10, (laughs) 954-648-3895. And... Stay tuned because I'm going to do a quickie podcast with Robert on his psychic and medium abilities. That'll be up the following week. Thank you so much. A reminder to everybody, submit your questions on AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free email. You'll be the first to get my weekly blog on how to live consciously and peacefully. You'll also get access to my free happiness guide when you sign up. Also, I'm looking for guests with different ways that they can help the Advice for Life with Lynn followers. So reach out. Maybe if you think you've got something to say and you want to be on the podcast. Lastly, please subscribe and rate my podcast on iTunes. I really care about what you think. So tell me how I'm doing. I want your thoughts. The links are in the show notes and also on the website. 
I want to help as many people as I can with this podcast. So your shares, your subscribes and reviews help us gain visibility in the iTunes store and they help us reach more people. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. And remember, there is nothing we can't talk about.